Welcome to track number 16 of Finish What You Started. Um, with 24 reasons why you must finish. Amen. Are you listening to me? Or oh, I should sit down. 24 reasons why you must finish. Hallelujah. What is the first reason? Are we saying the same thing? So what is the first thing? You must finish your work so all the people who need to be saved through your life and ministry will be saved, isn't it? And we remember Noah who worked very hard for the sake of serving people plus animals. So how many of us will have serving people plus animals? Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that Maybe I should wait for you to settle down. Powerful. Amen. So I believe that we will finish what we have started. And I believe that change has already come. Amen. My life has changed. I believe your life has also changed. And we will step out there in faith to do our best. Okay, what is the second point? You must finish building all your churches. Amen. Finish it. Amen. I believe that there's something that God has for you in particular. <laughs> you see me, I see you. You in particular. And I believe that as we step out in faith, God will help us. What's the third thing? I can't hear you. What's the third one? Amen. Hallelujah. Everything that must be said and done so that it will allow God's judgment to come. Amen. So I believe that we would do our best. Amen. And one of the things I realized is that the camp is not for knowledge. That's what Bishop said. He said that it's not for knowledge. It's to change you and me. As we move out through these doors at the end of the camp. This camp is to change me. Hallelujah. So we must realize that it's not just to have knowledge, but to change us. Amen. Some of us will step out in faith to go to Ghana for the Bible school. Some of us will become full-timers. Some of us will become lay ministers. And together, we will finish what we started. Hallelujah. What's the next one? What did you say? I didn't hear you. Okay, so we must finish every house of God that has started just like Zachariah told Zerubbabel. Amen. I see you finishing. Hallelujah. So everything that we start must be finished. Amen. And there's grace to finish. What's the next one? Amen. 
go to where? Amen. Go to where? Kimberley. Appington. Where else? Where else? Sanin. Where else? Where else are we supposed to go to? I can't hear you. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. We must go to every town and city we are sent to. Amen. Before we die. Hallelujah. Bishop said that when you lie in the coffin, you knock this side. And you knock that side. And you knock the top. And then you realize that you are really in the coffin. And then you can be happy that you did your best. Amen. Hallelujah. You did your best. You finished what you started. And you paid the price to go to Tanin. Where is Tanin? It's up there. I, okay, I hear Pastor Peter's neighbor. But you pay the price to go there. We'll have to pay the price. Amen. What's the next one? Amen. We must sit down, count the cost, pay the price, so that we can finish our calling. Amen. Lest we start and don't finish and people mock at us. Amen. So we have to pay the price. We have to pay the price. Amen. We have to pay the price. We have to go. We have to send our young men to go out there with energy. I hear when you feel erection, it means you have power. You have power. <laughs> you have power, I tell you. So, the, the good thing to do is to redirect the power elsewhere, to the right place. Amen. Hallelujah redirect it to the right place. You may scream. <laughs> so we have to count the cost. It will cost you, it will cost me. You have to pay the price, I'll have to pay the price. If you don't pay the price to go to Stanin, nobody is going there. You have to go there. You have to go to Skukuza. You have to go to Aliwal North. You know where Aliwal North is. Amen. We will have to pay the price. Count the cost and pay the price. And one day you will look back and you will be glad. You will say it's worth it. Hallelujah. And you will also be blessed. 
What's the next one? Amen. In order to have the meat of satisfaction. Amen. The pleasure of what? Without doing it, you will not have that satisfaction. Amen. As we step out there, Jesus said, my meat is to do. Amen. And we will have to do it. Hallelujah. We will have to step out in faith. We will have to believe God. And as we go, the Lord will be with us. Amen. Because we want to finish what we have started. Hallelujah. We must finish what we have started. What's the next one? Hallelujah. Okay, okay. We must finish because... The finished works will what? The finished works will what? Amen. It will prove that we have been sent by the Lord. Amen. When you have finished with standing and you are living and there are church buildings and there are human beings, it will prove that you were sent by the Lord to Tanin. Amen. That is it. When you finish with Aliwal North, <laughs> one day my son came to me and asked, Where is Aliwal North? <laughs> it's somewhere, I think, in the Free State, somewhere down there. Or oh, Eastern Cape. Eastern Cape, okay. Amen. And you will finish. Hallelujah. You will finish. Amen. The finished works will prove that you were sent by the Lord. Are you here? Powerful. You have a work to do. I also have the work to do. You will finish yours and I also finish mine. Amen. Powerful. What's the next one? Amen. Remember what Jesus said in John 17. So that we bring glory to God. Amen. God is glorified when we finish. Hallelujah. I said God is what? When we finish. Amen. God is glorified when we finish. Amen. God is glorified when we finish. And you will finish. And I'll also finish. So that the Lord will be glorified. You will pay the price. You will count the cost. Amen. Because we have to finish. If it's a scale 1 to 100, we are around 7. So there's a lot to be done. But there's also 
and the Lord will be glorified. Number 10. We should finish so that we will experience all the sufferings that Christ has intended for us. There is something you have to There is something you have to experience. Something you have to survive. Vinegar. And Bishop said that to finish is also about having experience certain things. Amen. Where you become powerless. It's part of finishing. Whether you like it or not. It's part of it. There are sufferings that we'll have to go through. There's something I will taste. When people are thinking that it's, it's only the pastors who will taste it. But you're also coming. You are the next pastor. So there's something for us to taste. Something for us to go through. Something for us to experience. Where you become powerless. You will go through it. And when you have finished going through it, you will know. Amen. So we must finish so that we experience all the sufferings that Christ has intended for us. It is also about experiencing certain things. Powerful. What is the next one? I can't hear you. We must finish what we started so that we are not moved from our particular course. Amen. Paul said in Acts 20, 24, what did he say there? None of these things... You can, Pastor Penny, you can be moved by your mother. You can be moved by your father. By your mother-in-law. By your father-in-law. You can be moved by your wife. By your grandmother. But Paul said that none of these things moved me. It means that if I'm moved by any of these things, I will not finish. I will not finish what I started. Because as I have started, as I press on, then I'm moved by this. I can't finish. I can't finish. But none of these things moved me. That's what Paul said. Do you want to finish? I said, do you want to finish? Then nothing must move us. Plan to be around. If you have a walking stick, you come like that. Maybe we'll be holding Pastor Penny and he'll be coming. Then we'll help him to sit down. And help him to adjust himself. Amen. You see, Bishop said something. He said that any time you finish, it means nothing moved you. It means you were not moved. 
I hope it is correct. So plan to be an old lady. And come to church. And sit down and sleep. Adjust yourself in your seat and go to sleep. There's no shame. Neither of these things moved me. Neither count my life. Neither did I count my life dear. Amen. There will be issues. There will be experiences. There will be attacks from the enemy. But none of these things will move us. Amen. Hallelujah. And we will be men. Amen. You see, pray and plan and ask for God to help you. That by the grace of God, if the Lord tarries and you are 70, 75, 85, <laughs> you want to be 85, God bless you. That you still be in this church. This is my home. This is my family. This is where I belong. None of these things move me. Amen. None of these things move me. None of them. Hallelujah. Plan to be around. Amen. Powerful. What's the next one? Amen. Finish your work, whether it is long or short. You don't know whether yours will be short or long. So we cannot keep saying, oh, I'll go to the Bible school in two years. I'll do it next time. I'll do it next year. But Penny, do you know yours, whether it's long or short? I don't know. Pastor Godwin, do you know? I don't know. I don't know whether it's going to be long or short. Is it going to be short? Is it going to be long? Short or long? One of the two. But decide to finish your work, whether it is long or short. Decide to do what you are supposed to do. Amen. The next one. All pastors and missionaries must finish the work in their church members' lives. Amen. Hallelujah. 
You have been called to some people. You have to finish the work in their lives. You have been called to teach some people. Called to help some people. We have to finish the work in their lives. One day when we are living in our we are lying in our coffin with our eyes closed. With a smile. You'll be glad. I said you will be glad. I said you will be glad. We must finish the work in the lives of our church members. It's important. What's the next one? All good works we have begun must be 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 he who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it amen God will be faithful to complete it hallelujah all good works we have begun must be completed. God will be faithful to complete it. He'll be faithful to complete it. What is the next one? Pray to Jesus for for the grace to finish. Is the beginning and the end. The author and finisher. Amen. What's the next one? Be like David who completed all aspects of what God had called him to do. Be like David who completed all aspects of what God had called him to do. Amen. What's the next one? It is God who has put it in our hearts to finish. God has put it in your heart. And God has put it in my heart to finish. Amen. It is God who has put it in our hearts to finish. What's the next one? So we can please God or bring God the highest kind of joy. Amen. Hallelujah. So that we can fulfill his joy. God should look at us and be happy with us. What's the next one? Please, let's take it again. What is the next one? Amen. 
you must go to the ultimate end. Maximization of your ministry, of your kind of ministry. Take it to the logical conclusion. Your kind of ministry. You must take it to the logical conclusion. You must go to the ultimate end. Hallelujah. Amen. Be the best pastor in town. Hallelujah. God will help us to do our best so that we can take it to the logical conclusion. Maximize it. Give our very best. What is the next one? You must finish delivering the message. Amen. And preaching the message of loyalty is important. Amen. Okay. It's very important. We cannot have enough of that. Amen. We need to hear it over and over and over and over. What's the next one? Some of the missions God has given us is for us to fulfill all righteousness. It is to complete a certain protocol. Jesus went to John the Baptist and Jesus was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. To complete a certain protocol. Amen. Powerful. Hallelujah. What's the next one? So that you will not be rejected by God. Amen. Either hot or cold, but not in between. What is the next one? So that you will be ready to die. Are we ready to die? What's the next one? So that you can occupy your room in the ministry. Elijah had two servants. There was this first servant who was with Elijah when he had the conquest on Mount Carmel. And then we see Elijah replacing this one. Elijah rather replacing this one. Powerful. Good, 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 good. 
Are we being blessed? Powerful. Amen. Our lives are being changed. Good. Let's go on. Ten people who did not finish. The first one was who? Bimas did not finish his work as a missionary, isn't it? It's mentioned with great and powerful men. But later on, we realized that he forsook Paul. We must be very careful that we don't abandon halfway between, uh, between where we are going to, halfway between where we are going to, and then you suddenly abandon, you forsake everything. You just stop what you are doing. Isn't it? We must be very careful not to abandon what we have started or the work that has been placed before us. Amen. So we began to look at reasons why people abandon or forsake or do not finish. And one of the reasons was No. Prodigality or wastefulness, isn't it? Okay. I think Bishop is coming, so I finished. Okay, okay, okay. So one of the reasons why we do not finish or we abandon or we forsake is because of wastefulness or prodigality. Amen. Powerful. All right. Good, good. Are you are you alive? Do you have a good bath? Okay, so we had Demas. Why I'm giving you examples of people who were disloyal. I say disloyal, who were who did not finish. And one of them was Demas, who forsook the ministry. Is that not so? Is that not so? Very good. Now, why did he forsake the ministry? Because of what? Prodigality. And prodigality means what? Waste. And what are the spirits that cause that wastefulness? Number one is what? Spirit of Belial. Number two is what? Spirit of what? 
evil independence. How many realize that there is power in being dependent? When God wants you to be dependent. Huh? There's a blessing. If God wants you to be dependent, be dependent. Accept it. Flow with it. Because it is the will of God. God has made us to need people. I have realized that as I've even grown in the ministry, I've found myself needing more people. I thought I would need fewer people. More powerful you become, then you need few people. I'd rather find I need more people to do all kinds of funny things. Which I never needed people to help me to do. Do you get it? So, allow God the more you resist, the more your life will become a struggle. Some of you, if you were to just take advice, your life would just go like this up, up, up. But because you are like your own thinker, your own mind, don't listen to anything. Your life is just a series of crises. Amen. Amen. The next spirit. Is what? Spirit of what? Greed. Liking of money. How many realize that you have that problem? Raise your hand. Are you being cured of it? Do you think it's a good thing? How many would like to marry somebody whose only desire is money? She's marrying you for your money. Huh? Because you are rich. Next one is what? Foolishness. How can we bring out the manifestation of foolishness? Number one is what? Correction. Number two is what? Knowledge. Put what on the left? Books on the left and what on the right? Spat low. And then watch them. Then you see the wise and the fools. Is it not true? No. How many have bought some books since you came? How many have bought some what? Spat, spat low since you came? And they are not selling it here. The next spirit is what? Spirit of what? Selfishness. What is selfishness? What is the other name of selfishness? Cancer. And what is that? When one part does what? It starts to just behave independent. Isn't it? And grow. One branch. Develop itself. Not thinking about others. Huh? Would you like that? No, it's not a good thing. And it that is cancer. One of the first time I saw cancer was a man whose knee started to grow bigger. Hey! The knee 
became big cancer of the knee cancer is just enlargement and growth of any part independently he doesn't care about how others feel and his leg became and then they wanted to cut it off he said no then he went and the thing got worse bigger he came they cut it off until it came to a place that you cannot cut off and that is it it's a wild thing and it is a cancer in the church when you have people who are behaving independently and they don't care about anything or anybody or any aspect of the church except what they are doing is selfishness hallelujah what's the next one is that it that's how many number six spirit of a wild goose chase Hallelujah. Spirit of a wild goose chase. What does it say? Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give to him shall never thirst again. Amen. Amen. What do you think? What are you looking for? Find Jesus and you will be filled. Hallelujah. Jesus is everything you need. What are you searching for in your life? You will not find anything better and more fulfilling than Christ. Amen. If money could make you happy, the rich places of the world will be the happiest but the richest parts of the world are the saddest and the poorest parts of the world are the happiest did you know that poor people are very happy when you see poor people you really feel so sorry for them because they are happy they don't really think about what they have what they don't have because they don't even know it you feel sorry for them because you have so brothers and sisters do not say John 4 34 Jesus said, but John 4, 13, Whoever drinks of this water shall never thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him hmm, shall never thirst again. Amen. Amen. Whoever drinks of this water shall thirst. Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again. All of this life is made up of a wild goose chase. Amen. And so God wants us to get to the place where we cannot be deceived by the wild geese. Now what is a wild goose chase? I think it's a term which developed from people who are chasing birds and animals. And they found that it was very, very difficult to catch a wild goose. They can swerve to the right, to the left and so on. Do you see? It's like a deer and a lion or deers and tigers and so on. You would have thought that there would be no more antelopes left in the world. You know, but it's not easy to catch them. Because just as a cheetah can run so fast, the antelopes and the deers and so on, they are very fast and they can turn. What happens is that they run directly in front of the cheetah and then they swerve very quickly and the cheetah goes straight. 
That's how they dodge them. So it's always a fast race for life. But they, 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 they are so many. And they, 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 they are so fast also. So they grow big. They live for a long time without being caught. Do you see? So some, some animals, it's not easy to catch them. And a wild goose is like that. You can chase and chase and chase and chase. But you cannot easily find one. And that is almost everything in this life is like a wild goose. Yeah. To me, I'm recommending to you God. And I'm recommending to you the ministry. You see, one day, Elaine, Pastor Clifford's wife, she told me, she went to England and she was praying somewhere. And she called me, she told me, Bishop, it seems that you saw something long ago about God and the ministry. Long ago you saw that all these things were nothing that we should search for the Lord. And that's what I'm sharing with you now. Amen. Because what you are running after, huh? What you are running after, chasing after, most of the time it's not cut out. Let me tell you something. I know there are prosperity preachers in that. Most of us will not be rich. Most of the people here will never be rich in this life. Yeah. You don't like my message, you see. No matter what they tell you, most of us will not be rich. You are surprised. Most of us will not be rich. Poverty is something that is quite permanent. Yeah. It's quite there. Most of us, there is no shame. There is no shame in what I'm saying. You, you may scream. I mean, Pastor Clufio, you have worked for how many years? Yeah. You finish school, you have work, work, work. What do you have? What have you worked for? Do you see? I'm sure you have a house to live in. But people who have also worked for God, they also have houses to live in. <laughs> or you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying that you have worked as a doctor for years and years and years. Let's assume that this is the end of your life. And let's say that this is the end of somebody else who has also worked for God for the last 12 years full time. What is the difference between you and him? You are all tired. You all have gray hair. You have a house. He also has a house. And so, what again? You have a car to drive. You have your wife. What is it? What you were chasing, what did you find? Or you don't understand the message? How many don't understand my mysterious message? How many understand it? Yeah. Huh? Or you don't get it? You are following it, you are following it, you are following it. I have somewhere to stay, you also have somewhere to stay. You drive a car, I also drive a car. You have a wife, I have a wife. You are tired, I'm tired. <laughs> Your hair is getting gray, mine is also getting gray. You work for Sphero, I also work for God. I use all that energy and time, and I work for God. You use all that energy and time, you work for Pharaoh. That's why I will encourage you to come to full-time ministry. 
I will not lie to you. It's the best thing that you can ever do. Yeah. You fear? Is there fear in the church? Is there a lot of fear? Ask your neighbor, is there a lot of fear in the church? I, look, let me promise. Ten years from now, ten years from now, you will be tired, I will be tired. You would have worked, I would have worked. You would have earned money, I would have earned money. You have gray hair, I have gray hair. That's it. But I gave all my time. Look, since I was 25 years old, I became a pastor. You know? And when I finished my house job, I think I was 20-something years old. I've been working for God throughout. Yeah, I've, I've given my best years. My youthfulness, energy, intelligence, everything. To God and to His work. I have a house, you have a house. I have a car, you have a car. If I want to fly, I can fly. If you want to fly, you can fly. That's it. And what again? You are tired, I'm tired. You have a pot belly, me to have one. One, one draw. One for you, one for me. Have I told you that story before? One for you, one for me. Two, two brothers were going to watch a film. Should I tell you the story? <laughs> huh? The eagle. Did I tell you about the guy with the eagle? The count to hundred. Anyway, have you seen the digestive biscuits? The big one. So the brother bought two big ones and they were going to watch a film so when he came the brother who was with him asked him that what is this for and he said one for you one for me for the film you have to eat all you eat all one for you one for me that's the end of the story anyway (laughs) but anyway listen Do you have a small pot belly? Small one. You have some small one there. That's it. That's all. Have you got some gray hairs? Look at it. Have I got some gray hairs too here? That's it. One, one. One for you, one for me. Do you have shoes? You have shoes? Anybody has shoes? Raise your shoe. I also have. I've worked for God all these years. Raise your shoe. I also have. One for you. One for me. Yeah. Easy. Is it powerful? Yeah. So many of us are on a wall because actually the things we are doing, we are imagining a great breakthrough of riches. Tell the truth. How many have that deep down in your soul, in your heart? A great breakthrough of one day breaking out somehow, moving forward, something working out, moving, getting there, if you are there and you are safe for the rest of your life with enough money to retire into your retirement mansion where you don't have to work again and you live in peace forevermore. Amen. How many have that vision? Hey! Then it means you have the spirit of a wild goose chase. Because that vision is called the wild goose vision. 
is the wild goose vision of your life. So, have a new vision. Amen. One of the dangerous things in this life is to have a vision and a goal. I want to be this. And most of our, our visions are wild goose visions. Have no vision and let God give you a vision. Through the vision that God is giving you, all these other things will be added unto you. Seek ye last the kingdom of God. Seek ye last the kingdom of God. Seek ye finally the kingdom of heaven. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. And a few of these things shall be added. The spiritual things, all spiritual things shall be added. Some things shall be added. All these things. All these things. All these things. All these things. things Shall be added unto you. Hey! One day some of you will get up. You will see that you are not feeling well. You go to the doctor. And the doctor will say, I'm sorry to tell you that this and that and therefore because of this maximum we don't know. Pray about it and see. Then you come and say, I want to work for God. Dear Bishop, Application for full-time ministry. I feel so much in my heart a burden for souls. I'm writing this letter at this time because the Lord has been speaking to me tremendously. That's why I say as a pastor, the spirit of lies are working. Yeah. I feel tremendously in my heart a great desire for the soul. Since the last camp, I have been, it has been burning in me. And I feel now that this is the hour and the moment for. Meanwhile, the doctor has told you something. You see? And that is actually the reason that has made you realize that you have been following a wild goose. And the wild goose has crossed a river. And you have reached the end of the river. They have told you that there is no boat. To continue crossing this river. So you have turned back and said, I want to come to full time ministry, please. Because I have no boat to cross. Use me, Lord. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. <laughs> hey! You know what I'm saying? It's not a joke. I've watched people come to full time ministry after going to see the doctor. Yeah. So these days, especially elderly layers. Do you know elderly layers? Old layers. Chicken that have been laying eggs for a long time. When you go into the background, you see that either the doctor has told us or they have had some frightening medical experience which has made, shifted their mind a bit. And then they realize that mm, if I don't take care, life is so short. Passes so quickly. 
soon is gone. Mercy. Zimbalistic. So you see, my brother. Now I, you believe all those things. That's why I'm telling you, look. Even if you are not a missionary, you can be part of the missionary community. Like as Pastor Kulupio is going to Ethiopia, there are many of you that have to say, Pastor, you have looked after us all these years. As you are going, we feel also that we have to come with you to help whatever is there. If we can be maid servants, if we can be cleaners, if there is something we can do there, ashes, to come and help to build the church. And we have to see branches all over Ethiopia, 80-something million people there. Huh? You have to tell that not if you are going to find a job, there's something. Not going to come and help you. We want to be there. Whatever, even if we are not helpful, we want to be with you. We prefer to be with you. Yeah, this is all. You get it? Yeah. Yeah, this is what I'm expecting to hear some of you come up with that. You know? Don't let your pastor go alone. So, we shall be writing to you. Remember, you'll be right. We shall send you a Christmas card. We shall be praying for you. No. If somebody can leave his job and leave everything and say, I'm going to a land. I'm at a force to be in the ministry over there. Then you too can, I'm at a force to be in the thing. What do you think? And be part of the missionary community. Because we have, apart from the missionaries, we have the missionary community. That's the people that are with the missionary. They just live there, they work there, they find jobs there, they help, they do things so that they are part of the church work there. Are you there? Are you there? Yeah. So brothers and sisters, allow God to save you from a wild goose chase. Do not chase wild geese. What do you think? Is it true? Or it is not true? Yeah. Allow God to bless you so that you will not spend your life running after. Otherwise, one day, I'll have a pot belly. You also have a pot belly. Gray hair. Gray hair. One for you. One for me. You have a car. I have a car. You have a house. I have a house. You are tired. I'm tired. One for you. One for me. And meanwhile, I used my time. All the time I had. I gave it to him. And you gave your time. You said, I've seen a goose. following a goose rather than working for God I told you I'm going to do a camp blessings and curses it is at the end of the camp that they will see what is the curse they will be very surprised don't tell them I told you (laughs) because thou wouldest not serve the Lord thy God with gladness for the abundance of all things all these cases shall come upon thee. Hey! Mercy. Are you there? Are you there? So brothers and sisters, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 11, when goods are increased, they are increased that eat them. And what good is there to the owners thereof? What is the use 
to these owners of the goods. Because when the goods increase, the people that eat the goods are more. Why chase goods? Because all the goods you gather, more people are going to eat. Isn't that fantastic? Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13. Fear God and keep His commandments. This is the whole duty of man. Nothing in this world can satisfy you. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 2. Wherefore do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Why would you spend your whole life laboring for something that cannot make you satisfied? Huh? Believe me. Or you want to have a sinyazo first. Yes. So brothers and sisters, believe you me. Believe me. Living waters are all you need. Don't spend your life. Waste your life. Give your life to God early. Give your life to God when you are young. Give your life to God when you are intelligent. Give your life to God when you can type in the computer. Give your life to God when you can read things. Give your life to God when you can change. Give your life to God when you are strong. Give your life to God when you still have sexual desires. Give your life to God when you still have erections and feelings. Give your life to God when you are voluptuous and juicy. Give your life to God now. Give it to Him now. Give it to Him now. Don't wait till you are old. Don't wait till you are diagnosed. Don't wait till you are sick. Don't wait till you are tired. Don't wait till you are weary. Don't wait until you are useless. Give it to Him now. This is God needs a strong person. Don't follow a wild goose. Yeah. Because only God can take care of you. I don't need no ordinary water. I don't need no Coca-Cola. I just need that living water. (laughs) Hey. Living water, living water, living water. Living water, living water. One day, I met a man. A certain man. Who was, uh, had come from America. And he said, he was looking for a boyfriend. So I asked him, do you believe in God? He said, yeah. I've even played the piano in church sometimes. Hey! Hey! He said, I want a boyfriend to be a boyfriend to me. So I asked him, do you not like girls? He said, oh, I've had so many girlfriends. I don't need no ordinary water. I don't need no Coca-Cola. He has had so much Coca-Cola, but he was not satisfied. He said, I've had more than 200 girlfriends. None of them could satisfy me. And then he said, at the end, I had one 
whom I thought I would marry. But in the end, that one too didn't satisfy me. So now I have turned to men. Because you see, you cannot be satisfied by the things that are in this world. I just need that living water. I just need that living water. I don't need no Coca-Cola. Yeah. All you need is living water. That's what I'm encouraging you. Don't follow sex. You will be tired of it. You will not like it. And by the time you realize what we are saying is true, somebody has given you an HIV injection. Don't follow money. Money makes wings. It flies away. Money is a very bad vision to have for your life. Don't have a vision to have money. I'm telling you. I am telling you. It's a bad vision to have to be rich. Real riches come from God. You see, as I have rather searched for God, God has given me more wisdom to, to be prosperous. Because all wisdom really begins with fearing God. The beginning of wisdom is to fear God. I'm not against riches because I'm not poor myself. And I, I, we have a lot of rich people in the church. Or at least some. But what I'm saying is that, you see, the heart is everything. The heart is everything. If the heart is not for riches, but the heart is with God, then God can give you a lot of money. A man whose heart is with God, who has money, is different from a man whose heart is with money, who has money. There are two different things. So your heart, that's what I keep on emphasizing. Let your heart, remember the two examples I gave you, the murderer and the fornicator? You see, you immediately said the girl is not a fornicator. Because her heart, obviously, was not in what she was doing. Something was being done to her. So I am explaining to you that when your heart is on that wild goose, it's not going to get you anywhere. And God, Jesus is saying, he that drinketh of this water shall test again. Don't search after education. Huh? Don't search after political office. To be great. Don't try to be great. Any aim you have that God is not helping you, it will turn into something nasty. Look at the Tower of Babel, the men of Babel. They said, I will make a great name for myself. And we will ascend to heaven. And God looked at it and just confused their languages. Then the next chapter, he calls Abraham. And he says, Abraham, come. I will make your name great. I will make your name. And I will give you all the nations of the world. And now, today, whose name? Do you know any of the men of Babel? Do you know any of their names? But how many know Abraham? 2,000, 5,000, 6,000 years later. We all have the Abraham. We know somebody. Anybody knows anybody called Abraham? I know Abraham. One of our missionaries called Abraham. My, 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 my little nephew is called Abraham. His name is great. And he rather was taken to heaven. When you try to do it with your own strength and with your own mind, it's different. God just scrambled the thing. You just scrambled the thing. But rather, when you try to aim for God and your heart has... What's that? 
There is no shame. You may scream. Are you there? Are you listening to me? Yes, my friends and countrymen. Are you there? Put your heart with God. I'm campaigning for your heart. I don't want your words or your mind. I need your heart. God needs your heart. If God can get your heart, He can give you everything. Some of you are dangerous to be to be prospered. If you are prospered now, <laughs> that will be the end of your Christianity. Oh, it's true. Some of you, Charlie, if you get more money, that will be it. The dresses that you will buy. The clothes that you will buy. I mean, you will just spend the money on foolishness. Yes. So, brothers and sisters, allow God to have your heart. Believe God. I'm telling you, I'm giving you something greater, something higher. It's not because I am in it. It's not because I am, but that's the truth. And it's, I have watched people over the years. The years have gone by. You see, I've been saying this for the last 20 years. I've been watching. It's the same pattern. I see it all. And it's not, I'm talking to you in South Africa. When I go to America, I go to England, I go to other countries. I see the people, Switzerland. I've watched over the years. People have thought, I'm, guess, I'm getting this. I'm getting. Over the years, they have not gotten it. I've, I've rarely seen anybody become rich. When I say rich, like really rich in a way that the person can really do. And you can see how rich people are by what they can give. Yeah. Because if you can give a hundred dollars, it's a certain amount. Someone can give ten dollars. Someone can give one dollar. Can give a thousand dollars. Can give five thousand. Can give ten thousand. It just shows a certain level. I've watched over the years. Few people. Years and years and years go by. So I'm telling you, I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you. I'm saying, come. Don't follow a goose. Follow Jesus. It's either Jesus or a goose. Chase after Jesus or chase after a goose. Which one are you going to chase after? Goose or Jesus? Wild goose chase. Mercy. So this is the sixth spirit. And the last one is the spirit of ungratefulness. Whosoever rewardeth evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. Proverbs 17 verse 13. And I want to say this to pastors who have... Where is she? Pastors... But yesterday you were a baby But so soon you were growing too Before you know it Now you are a lady Or a man with children too And then your health and strength be 
to fail you And you say, now what shall I do? Because the days and years you may have wasted Maybe memories haunting you So you see, my brother, the life is so short It passes so quickly and soon it's gone You have just one life to live on earth So remember your creator while you have breath So you see, my brother, the life is so short It passes so quickly and soon it's gone You have just one, one life, life to, to chase live a goose. on earth are you going to use your one life to chase a goose? Hey, one life. And you are going to use the one life to chase a goose. Can somebody give me a chicken? I asked you to bring your vinegar. Did you get it? I need a, a chicken. I will put it here so that we all chase it and see. It's a picture of your life. It passes so quickly and soon is gone. Many years ago, when I came to tech, were you there? When Grace was there? Was Grace there? I remember she was in school. When I saw her, she has finished school. Four years. Gone to Benin, lived in Benin, come back, finished school, gotten married, had a child, Still singing, been in ministry for some years now. How many years? About four or five years she has been working with me. Years are just going by. I see her singing. Life is so short. And then the years are also just moving. <laughs> you see it as if we are joking. All these things I'm saying, there's not even 1% joke in it. Not even 0.2%. Everything is accurate. What will you have used your life for? Huh? One day you'll be in a coffin. One day I'll also be in a coffin. One for you. One for me. It will carry you out. You'd have, you'd have spent a... Well, right on your listen. I chased a goose. I chased a goose for 17 years and I died. <laughs> I I chased the goose And where is the goose I couldn't catch it And I couldn't even give it to my child It's still running around I chased the goose with my life I chased the goose and I died Rest May I rest Because I'm very tired I followed the goose It could fly, it could turn See you Parking, stop, up, down, S. Hey! <laughs> Are you there? I chased the goose and I died. I chased the goose and died. Look, write it down so that you know which one you want them to write on your grave. I chased the goose and I died. Or I chased the goose and I'm tired, so I'm resting. I chased a goose and I died. I chased a goose and I'm tired. I chased a goose and it's over. Here I lie after chasing a goose. These are all different ways you can write on your grave. So you can write different, different ones and you think about. 
Here lies a goose chaser. Here lies a goose chaser. Or you can also write, I never caught my goose. And I died. Hey! I never caught, Geraldine, I never, have you written it? I never caught my goose and I died. How many do you have? And it's over. And write different ones so that you can, you can take as you can, or you can share with somebody and say, these are the four possibilities you can write. I chase a goose and I'm tired. That's one. I chase a goose and I died. Here lieth a goose chaser or the goose chaser par excellence. Master goose chaser. Don't follow men or girls. No man can make you happy. They don't even know how to do it. How many sisters have realized that brothers don't understand how to make ladies happy? Raise your hand. Brothers, say we are sorry. 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 There is no shame at all. You may scream. And the sisters, the brothers, have you realized that she cannot satisfy you? Brothers, how many have realized that? Sisters said, We are sorry. Louder, louder, louder. We are, we are accepting. We accept your apology. Don't do it again. <laughs> this is the last time. <laughs> Hey! You are following something that is not there. The man has no ability to be a husband. He doesn't even know what is involved. He's going to use you to experiment. And after 20 years, he will discover that he can't do it or that he was a bad husband. Then when he's done, you say, I am sorry. I hope somebody will marry, but by then too, things have changed. Nobody wants you. Zimbo. So brothers, tell the sisters. Sisters, tell the brothers. We are sorry. Now, tell the person, just follow God, don't follow me. I have nothing to offer. Everybody take out some money. Take out some money. Any money. It's not an offering. You put it back in your pocket. Don't worry. And hold it. And
and say to it, you this goose, you this goose, I will follow you again. This is your last chance. I will not serve you again. I will not follow you again. I will not sacrifice anything for you again. Look at it and say, you are finished. There is no shame. You may scream. It was but yesterday you were a baby But so soon you were growing too Before you know it, now you are a lady Come on, a lady Or a man with children too And then your health and strength begin to fail you Then you say, now what shall I do? Because the days and years you may have wasted Maybe memories haunting you So you see, my brother, that life is so short It passes so quickly and soon it's gone You have just one life to live on So remember your creator while you have breath so you see, my brother, the life is so short. It passes so quickly and soon it's gone. You have just one life to live on earth. So remember your creator while you have breath. You part with a friend and say, see you tomorrow. Aye! But tomorrow may never come. They tell you your friend has left you in sorrow. Your world comes crashing down Life is just like a little flower Today it's here, tomorrow it's gone So don't just chase after riches and pleasure Cause they will fail you when time is done So you see my brother, the life is so short It passes so quickly and soon it's gone Remember your creator while you have breath So you see my brother The life is so short It passes so quickly and soon it's gone You have just one life to live on earth So remember your creator while you have breath So you see my sister The life is so short Sing it to your neighbor so quickly and soon it's gone Life is just like a little flower 
Hey. Such a short life, you are going to use it to follow a goose. Huh? You part with your friends. You say, see you tomorrow. Is it not last year Simukai was here? He was here. Simukai, a pastor. He says, see you at the next camp. See you next time. See you next year. See you in Ghana. Wow. So you see my brother. How many believe that what I'm preaching is the word of God? There is no water like the living waters that are being offered to you. Choose God. Choose God. Choose God. Don't sit and ask. So how can I do it? How how do you do what? Everything you want to do, don't you find a way to do it? Don't be spooky. Tell your neighbor, come on there, don't be spooky. Before I drive you out of this camp. Sit down. Are you sitting down? So much confusion at the back. are going to reward the good that has been done to you with evil has any good thing been done for you for you to be sitting here huh? for you are sitting here is it not something good has been done to you are you going to reward it with evil one day if you, you get angry uh, in the church and you want to do something bad or hurt somebody somebody who has been good to you Remember, if you repay a good thing with evil, the Bible says evil will never go out of your house. Evil will permanently come and stay in your environment forever. What do you think? Huh? Forever. Mercy. I think this is one of, is it not the wildest case? Evil will never depart out of his house. Permanent member. Because you paid somebody. Not that you did evil. You can do evil. But if you do evil to somebody who has done good. You repay the good with evil. Evil will never go out of your house. And so this boy. He was looked after by his father. But he just walked out of his father without reason. Bible says a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father. Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his goods. And not many days after, he took his journey to a far country and there wasted his substance on riotous living. No reason. Just go. 
And later on, his father was making comments about the boy. He said, my son was lost. But he's found. So as he was going, he knew that he was, he was not correct. He was lost. He was lost. Let us rejoice. He said, all that I have is for you. This boy, he has nothing. And how do you repay your father's love and care? By taking, even coming to ask him for his thing while he's alive. Me, my father-in-law, my father-in-law is 88 years old. He's 88 years old. He's going to be 90. He has children. He has things. But nobody can go and ask him. Can we have one of your houses? Because we have seen that you are going to die soon. How many think it's, it's really some way to go and do that? How many think the person who does that is really, really a beastly person? That's how this boy was. Oh. Give me whatever you have to give to me whilst you are alive. Because you are not dying. I thought you would die last year. You didn't die. So many years have gone by. You don't die. 88. We thought you would die. 70. You didn't die. 71. 75. 79. 80. I'm tired of waiting. Give me whatever you have now. So that I can use it. I want it now. Ah! It's not a nice son to have. Bible says, evil shall never depart from his house. All the money evaporated until he was left with nothing. If I haven't done anything for you, at least I'm a founder of a church of which you have been part of. Yes. If Pastor Kingsley has not done anything for you, even if you don't know his face, but that he came here and that he was full of zeal and a good spirit to start something which has grown to cover you, he has started building an ark which you are part of. If he has not done anything, at least he has done something that has helped to save your life. If Pastor Griffith has not done anything in this world, if he's, I mean, you said that he has not done anything, at least for years he has come to preach to you and to be here stable as a rock that has formed an umbrella over your head that you are sitting here today. Somebody like you. Did you hear me? I said, somebody like you. When you repeat with evil, evil will never go out of your house. Always you will be struggling. There will be bad news. Evil tidings. So, pastor, those of you who feel that you are called, remember these verses. Let them always guide you. Let them always control you. Let them always caution you. Let them always humble you. And remember that somebody has done something good for you before. And that is, you see, the Jews, when Jesus came and died, preached to them, and they chose an armed robber. They said, do you like Barabbas? Do you like Jesus? They said, we prefer Barabbas any day. Somebody who has been raping our daughters, killing our children, stealing our kelewele. Do you know kelewele? Overturning our rice and stew. Whatever he does, this man, we prefer him to Jesus who opened the eyes of the blind, who's been preaching those parables, nice stories, prodigal son. We don't want that bad. We want this bad man. And we want you to kill this man. And the people said, let it be on our heads. His blood be on our heads. They shouldn't have said that thing. And years have gone by. Until today, there is no peace in Israel. 
They killed 6 million of them in the gas chambers. Huh? Mercy. When you go to Israel, a gun, an AK-47 is like your pen. Everybody has one. Everybody has a gun. You move openly with it. One for you, one for me. There is no shame in this. You may scream. Don't do anything bad. Try to remember. Try to remember. There is a man in Ghana called Archbishop Duncan Williams. Huh? You know him. Yeah. The Lord cautioned me. He said, be careful. When my father died, he was the only person, only pastor who was there. When I was launching my book, he came for the launching. When I was doing the sword cutting for my church, he was there. But again, when my walls were broken down, he was, he was there. Whether he did what I wanted him to do, or he, did it, but he was there. Nobody else was there. Always been there. Take your time with such a person. Time taking. Otherwise, you may be surprised that a certain serpent will slide under the door and come into the house and say, I'm here forever now. And you see how the curtains are? See how the curtains are? It will be behind the curtain. As a permanent resident. It will have a card. A green card. Permanent resident status. And it will never go. Occasionally it will bite somebody in the child. It will bite one of your children. When you realize you are burying your child. You'll be there and after that to bite something. When you realize that your car is spoiled. When it will bite another thing. Evil that will never go out of your house. Mercy. So be grateful for your church. And when you see somebody, even if the person is called reverend, and the person is turning, when I was talking to somebody, he said, he was leaving. I, was, I, was, I wanted to call, I said, my friend, if you are leaving the church, eh, at least say bye-bye. Say that oh, I'm going. What have I done to you? That you, if, as you are even going, at least, can't you say bye-bye, or I'm even going? Be careful, oh. Cartesis have been shown to you. Care has been shown to you. You get it? Kindness has been shown to you. So be careful. Because if you don't take care, you will bring upon yourself things that you cannot handle. And one of the things that affected this boy was ungratefulness. Spirit of ungratefulness. He walked out of his father not knowing. Look, since I've had children, I realize that my children, as they are growing, I realize they don't know what I'm doing for them. They don't know. They don't know. One day I was talking to somebody in my office. I said, do you see how I try for my children? I said, oh, you really try. As I was telling somebody who asked me, so, so do you have time for your family? Do you have time for your children? Whatever, whatever. All I say to you is that after church, bring your notes. I also bring my notes. Then we compare the time that you have, what you do with your family, and what I do with my family, we sit down and we compare and see who is a husband or who is a father of children. A1, whether A1, B40, Z5, X20. 
We shall compare and see. I realize they don't know what I do all the time. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about love, care, moves, maneuvers, time. Yeah. I feel it. Do you feel it? That's why when you grow up and you start to say something about your father and mother, you may not know what has been done for you to stabilize the house. Some of you, you are not normal because your father and your mother divorced. Some of you ladies, you don't know how to be a woman. You don't, you don't even know how to cook. Some of you men, you are not normal. You are rebellious because you never stayed under a good home. It's true. Some of you ladies, to marry you is, 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 is like a curse. To, to marry you is, is a very difficult thing. Hey, you are more than a man-woman. You are more than a boy that has been married in the house. Hey! There is no tenderness about you. There is no gentleness. There is no softness. There is no food. There is no sex. There is nothing. Even bathing is a problem. <laughs> yeah. You come with your wee-wee sweating the whole day, whatever. You not bath. You are laughing, but you know yourselves. Ladies, say we are sorry. When I say, just say we are sorry. Brother, say, don't do that again. This is your life. <laughs> Jeremiah 18, verse 20. Shall evil be recompensed for good? Remember that I stood before thee to speak good for them, O Lord, and to turn away thy wrath from them. Now he starts to curse them. Therefore deliver up their children. Pour out their blood. Let a cry be heard from their homes. Forgive not their iniquity. Shall evil be recompensed for good. This was the cry of Jeremiah. After the people that he had ministered to and cared for were returning his goodness with evil. He said pour out their blood. May your blood be poured out as you, 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 you return evil for good. May a cry be heard from their house. When you hear bad news. That's what it means. Let a cry be heard from their houses. Look at what has happened. That's why he says, may this, that is, may you hear that sound. May it come into your house. How can it be? Yeah. That's the, that is the case I said that. Let that be how your house will be. Because a good thing that has been done to you, you have returned it with evil. Forgive not their iniquity. Shall evil be recompensed for good? Mercy. How many are afraid of this curse? <laughs> e! The Bible is a very deep book. The things that are in it, even when you understand it, 
Let a cry be heard from their home. Mercy. It is even frightening to enact it. Mercy. John chapter 10, Jesus asked the people in verse 32, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works are you about to stone me? Which of those works? Amen. So these are the seven spirits that cause that attitude. Amen. Now, Judas was a good example of all these. So I want to talk about Judas now. Do you have your loyalty? Take it. Do you have one? What bad thing did Jesus do to Judas? Huh? Yeah? How many are going to become the Judas of South Africa? The Judas of South Africa. Ask your neighbor, are you going to be the Judas of South Africa church? Huh? No way. No way. Let a crack. Since this time, nobody I've, I've been for so many numerous name, many naming ceremonies. I've never heard anybody. The name of my son is Judas. This, this, this. No. Judas Ankara. Judas Jr. No. Even when you name your child Judah, which means praise. It's too close to Judas for comfort. <laughs> Judah? What? Judah? Judas? No, not Judas. Judah. <laughs> too close for comfort. Now, what good thing did Jesus do for Judas? Can anybody tell me? He loved him. He chose him. He made him a pastor. He made him an apostle. One day I was at a meeting and some people were talking. And the bishop of that church didn't know the person. He said, you? Who made you a pastor? <laughs> because some people had become pastors. He didn't know. Who made you a pastor? How did you become a pastor? Because <laughs> somebody makes you a pastor. You become a pastor when somebody makes you a pastor. The person says from today, you are a pastor. And everybody has to accept that you are a pastor. That's how you became a pastor. Or is it not true? Yeah. Yeah. That's how you become a pastor. Somebody says you are a pastor. A person's assessment and judgment of you says you are a pastor from and then from that day nobody can say anything again. They all have to accept that you are a pastor. So what did you what good did Jesus do for Judah? He made him an apostle. He sent him to heal. Trusted him, made him his treasure, gave him extra duties, money. Fed him, believed in him. Are you writing them? 
10 good things that Jesus did for, for Judas. Number one, he taught him the word. And then, number two, he appointed him as an apostle. He made him an apostle, or he made him a pastor. Number three, he believed in him. Wow. When somebody believes in you, huh? What do you think? He believed in him. People can easily not believe in you. There are some people, when they hear one negative thing about you, they don't believe in you again. No, 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 no. Not this guy. No, no, no. Dangerous. What else did Jesus do for Judas? He chose him. Hey! You are chosen amongst others. Huh? Chosen from amongst the twelve. From amongst thousands of people. What else did Jesus do for Judas? He trusted him. Hey! Trust. The next one, he called him. He said, come. Follow me. Wow. All these good things are being done for you as well. I hope you are realizing you are falling into Judas's first stage. Yes. I mean, first stage of Judas' life and ministry is the good side. You are falling into it exactly. So, as we are going through the ten points, be careful so that you don't continue to the next things that Judas did. How, how many points do you have? Number seven. He gave him extra special duties of being a financial man in the church. Wow. What else did Jesus do for Judas? He trained him. Do we have trained him? Training, training, training. He, he, he trained him. Do you have he taught him? Training, training means practical. Do this, do this, do this, do this. Wow. How many realize you've been trained? How many realize you are falling into Judas' shoes? So far, so far. Ah. Been trained, you've been taught. The next one, he gave him opportunities. An exposure. The next one, he traveled with him. All over, he traveled with him. Wow. What a blessing. He traveled with him. He said, come, let's go. Let's go to Caesarea. Let's go to Philippi. Let's go to Jerusalem. Let's go here. He was just moving around with him. Huh? You see my organist here, Andy? I called you, didn't I? I said, no, it's not called. He said, come. Have I not given you an opportunity? Have I not traveled with you? Yeah. Otherwise, you, you'll be in your house now. You should have been in your house by now. And grace also the same. Huh? You have not been to South Africa before here. Yeah. I gave you exposure. Right exposure. Did you write exposure? Yeah. Then unless I gave him importance. That's a people sitting on the stage. Importance. I mean, grace, you would have been working for uh, 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 MTN by now. Right. A mobile phone. Yeah. You have been working for MTN. <laughs> or you have been a French teacher. 
at the school. Nima Kizito Saint Kizito JSS. How many do you have? Twelve. Huh? He gave him authority. That, that means that people were supposed to listen to him. I'm one of the twelve apostles. Come on. Sit up. Demons also had to listen to him. Wow. He sent him. That's another thing that Jesus did for Judas. He sent him. He said, Judas, go. Go. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Go. 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 Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Go. 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 Baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and Holy to be sent go ye therefore teach all nations go 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 ye therefore and teach all nations go 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 baptizing them in the name opportunity, if I didn't give you the exposure, if I didn't train you, if I didn't send you you live in Kumasi but I sent you to Zambia I said go to Zambia, that's how come you're in Zambia, somebody has to send you, if somebody doesn't send you don't go, you just can't just go wow what a privilege, you look at others who are not sent, they are just where they are Daniel, you don't just be the house. Look at these little ones that are adoring you and loving you today. Huh. Hey. Judas. Judas. With special duties. Sense. If you are not sent, you can't go. As the guys finish their school, in Accra for four years the of them have been there they are waiting just to hear the word go here that upon that word they can go without that word they will just be like chickens without feathers this is what Jesus did for Judas how many things you have 13 number 14 he gave him a community of new friends. Here is Peter. Here is James. He's your brother. Here is Matthew. And who else? Here is John. He's a good guy. Here is Mary Magdalene. Here is Joanna. Here is Mary, the wife of Chusa. Susanna. Wow. 
He gave him new, a new, a new world. You were, were you not an arm robber? Who are you? Who are your friends? Are they not dead? Look at the people that you are standing here with. Are they not pastors? A new group. You are falling into a new. You are not numbered with thieves. You are numbered with pastors. When they are listing good people and they are listing pastors, you are listed among the good people and you are listed among pastors. Somebody like you. Gideon! I said, Godwin. Godwin! Which group will you be with today? Wishmokers! Do this one with strangers, wishmokers! This one here. Mozambique pastor. Who very, very, very bad. His mercies are over all his works. Anytime you see God working, you know, some mercies are moving somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have been re- reassigned your list. And what else? He, he brought him close. Hey, some of us have been brought close. Cement it a small thing. Hmm? Some of you have been invited to the camp. You don't know that not everybody was invited. You thought everybody was coming. But not knowing that there was restriction. <laughs> huh? Yeah, there was restriction. And you have been invited. Then you've come. I used to drink tea in your house, Daniel and Della. You've forgotten. I come to your house, they make tea. Tea pot, tea, whatever. And I sit there early in the morning with these two. And they taught them how to drink tea. They, they know how to drink tea. Yeah. They used to drink tea with a spoon inside. I said, you take it out. Huh? I told you that as well. Yeah. I taught you one or two things. Sit down with you and chat with you early morning, 7, 7.30. In the morning, we just be chatting. Now you want to become a Judas and sell me for 30, 30 rands. Hey! Jesus did a lot of things for Judas. Amen. What else did Jesus do for Judas? He washed his feet. Eesh. He bowed down to relate with him in a way that he shouldn't even have related with him. God is washing the feet of a thief. And he knew he was a thief, but he was washing his feet. Hmm. Taught him how to pray. He said, pray like this. And then he warned him that's another thing. He won. He kept on saying, you know, he kept wanting during the supper. He kept on telling him this and that and that. Be careful. He, if you read John, I think verse chapter sixteen or 15, all throughout about three different occasions, he was warning Judas. He didn't listen to him. Advice, huh? Miracles. He saw John, uh, this guy raised from the dead after four days. He saw certain miracles. 
Yes. Pastor Richard, I took you to Barranquilla. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> and Argentina. You saw people be falling under the power on the streets. Yes, you saw the dead race. Yeah, you saw all that. It's a blessing. People haven't seen it before. You see somebody standing and say, I was dead, I'm alive. You saw cripples coming out, walking, jumping, blind. How many would have liked to be there to see it? It's a privilege. All this was done for Judas to sit on the stage. Wow. Huh? Prominent minister. You have been given importance, prominence. He was introduced. Who knew you? You are who? Who are you? What is your name? Samuel. You see, I don't know you because nobody has introduced you. So the day you are introduced, suddenly you become important. You have a name. Dr. Anno, you know, my wife always used to mention your name. Say, you know, I know, do you know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Always. Even if she hasn't done anything for you in the whole world since she came into existence, you know, she will always mention your name. Say, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Why are you laughing there? You brought the chicken! Who are, can bring? This chicken, I, who is going to chase it? No, it's feeling sad. Aha! This is not a wild goose. We want a wild goose. You have brought a chicken. Where is the guy who brought the chicken? Arrest him. Arrest him. We are asking for a goose. You have brought a chicken. Take him up. (laughs) And you police. (laughs) You are bringing a chicken to disprove the word of God. That about chicken. It's a domestic chicken that is used to us. Talking of wild goose, you say domestic chicken. It's not a domestic chicken chase, it's a wild goose chase. Okay. Judas, now, how many things have been done for Judas? Huh? 19, number 20 Gave him food Gave him food Took him to a restaurant Took him to a restaurant for dinner Come let's eat Many times Wow Took him to a wedding Outings Dinners. Some of you have not been for dinner before. True or not true, la? Yeah. PFI. Hmm. Okay, 20 is okay because it will go about to about 1,000. Now, what are you standing up for? Sit down. Sing.
you held a place in my heart. 